Boom. Hi, and welcome back to Smart Way Podcast with Jeremiah. Today we reach episode number 298. If you're new to this podcast, hi, I'm Jeremiah. Here on this podcast, we motivate you to become the best person you can be. And if you're one of the originals on the podcast, hey, I missed you guys. And today we have Mrs. Dr. Oh, Marnie Fadarero. <laughs> I know it's a hard one to say. Marnie Fadarero. Perfect. How are you, uh, Ms. Marnie? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Nice to see you, Jeremiah. It is nice to see you as well. I am so happy that you are able to come on the podcast. I'm excited for the questions that I have and the things that you're going to give to my audience as well as yours as well. Uh, The first question I have is, as you told me, you're a teacher and you're you're an author as well. Tell me, as a young person, what, uh, what were your favorite topics? What made you get into writing? What inspired you as a young person? You know, um, I just really loved learning. And, you know, school was actually fun for me. Uh, But I also was someone that was really striving to be independent and kind of make it on my own. So I always had that drive. And so I just put a lot of effort into into learning. I wasn't necessarily a straight A student or anything like that, but I just really was engaged and, you know, looked at everything as an opportunity to grow and be a better person. I love that response. Now, as an author, what are some of your favorite books? What what would you recommend for some audiences if they are actually learning about reading or what, what would be some books that you may recommend? You know, there's just so many books out there. It's hard to recommend something just in general for everyone because really so many people have different tastes. You know, they might like history. They might like novels. They might like um, sci-fi, you know. Um, So so it's really hard to... um, you know, suggest a particular book, but I would say, think about your own interests and what you really like, what you enjoy, even think about maybe the movies or shows that you like to watch, and then see if there are books related to that. And, you know, um, just enjoy the process of reading. You know, if you, if you don't have to pressure yourself If you can just read for pleasure, you know, I'll tell you, um, when I was younger and even in high school, I wasn't a big reader. Um, In fact, reading was very hard for me. I was a very slow reader. Um, And actually, even now, even though I have a doctorate degree and postdoctoral work and I'm an author myself, I'm still a pretty slow reader because I, I like to really take it in and really understand when I'm reading. So I would just say, whatever your audience chooses to read, just enjoy it and take your time and don't put pressure on yourself, you know, to read fast or to to make sure you comprehend everything. Just just really try to enjoy it. I, I love that as well. Another big question I have. So they may have some people who may have dyslexia. What are your some advices? What are some tips that you learned for to help them uh, 
read because recently I bought a book by a person who actually have dyslexia and uh, the way how they were writing and things like that, it was different. Come to find out that same book because it was written differently, that person now has a best-selling uh, book as well. What are some tips and things you may give out for those kids that have dyslexia or other learning disadvantages? Okay, well, I'm happy to talk about that because actually for 35 years in the Chicago suburbs, I was a special education teacher. So I worked with students that had learning challenges. And, you know, first and foremost, I'd like to just um, express to the students that they are smart. It does not have to, just because you might have dyslexia or some sort of learning challenge, it doesn't mean that you are not as capable as other people. And so feel good about yourself and learn what works for you. Um, you know, definitely you can, for someone who has dyslexia, they can take a marker um, like for like a bookmark or a ruler or something and just take things line by line because with kids that have dyslexia or adults for that matter, if you look at a page of writing, that can be extremely overwhelming for your eyes and for your brain. And so you break it up. In fact, there's, you can make up your own little, um, you know, uh, I call them markers, but they're not really necessarily markers. You can make like little frames out of paper, maybe something out of a, a poster board material, something harder that you can move along as you are reading so that you're not looking at a complete page of words. You're only looking at a sentence or a few sentences, and that will actually help you. Another thing, um, there was this program years and years ago called the Orton-Gillingham program. And that, I believe I'm saying it right. It's been a little while. I retired from teaching uh, back in 2019. Uh, but they use different color overlays um, on the, the actual page. You know, like if you're looking at a page in a book to read, you might have like a clear pink sheet of, of plastic that you would put over or blue or yellow or brown or, or green, you know, and it takes out the glare from any of your overhead lights, but it also helps relax the eye to be able to follow that. And I actually found that there were some kids that really benefited. It seemed like most of them really liked some sort of blue shade. They were different shades of blue. Um, and you don't even have to go purchase a big expensive program to do this. You could just go to your office store and you can see when they have like the report covers that are different colored plastics, buy a few different color of these plastics and then put that over your reading. And that might help you as well. Um, and then some people might just need to have books on tape and listen to things, you know, in an auditory using your ears instead of just your eyes. So, you know, just realize we all have different ways of learning and that's okay. I think sometimes people, they let their emotions get in the way of their success. And so they might be over 
overly critical of themselves or comparing themselves to other people. And I would just suggest don't do that. You know, just just you know, celebrate who you are and whatever your learning challenges or your strengths are. And then you're going to approach reading in a real positive manner. I love that. I have uh, another question as well. What are you, what is your take on the nature versus nurture approach? Because I know you have a student uh, within your years that have said, hey, what if I end up like my parents or what if uh, I may make the same mistakes in them? What, what advice do you have for those kids as well? I would just say, be your own person, no matter what. Yes, you know, we are influenced by our genetics, but we are also influenced by our environment. And so it's really a combination, but I think where there's a will, there is a way. So you can rise above whatever situation you are in um, and you don't have to necessarily stay stuck where you are at. People, if they put their energies and efforts and drive into achieving whatever their goal is, um, they can do it. They can do it. And, you know, I'm also a big believer that even though I am someone who always loved education, I was a lifelong learner. You know, I like the, the, the classroom environment. I'm also a big believer that formal education isn't for everyone and that there are many different ways that we learn, you know, in a multi-sensory manner. And some people, you know, can't wait to get out of the formal schooling and get right into the workforce and, and learn that way. And that's totally okay too, you know? So it's not just um, a one size fits all for everyone. And so, you know, definitely it's a combination of nature and nurture. I, I feel that hundred percent. I respect it. Um, another question that I have that uh, someone recently read out to me, uh, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Well, I probably at this point would love to have dinner with my late mother, you know, and it's more of a personal thing because she passed away, gosh, in 1997, I believe. And there's so much now that I would love to ask her. And there's so much I would love to say to her um, that, you know, even though we had years together where I could have said a lot or asked a lot of questions about different scenarios, you know, especially family dynamics and that kind of thing, you know, I think that I'm now that I'm older, I'm 60 years old now. And I feel that some of the um, marital and family dynamics that I have been through. Um, and some of them are not so very positive, even though I'm a very positive person and I try to handle all challenges with love and honesty and goodness. I believe that my mom actually experienced a lot of what, you know, I have experienced and I wish that I could go back in time and, um, and really have some deeper conversations with her. So just a message to some of the young people out there, you know, you will not necessarily have your parents or a special family member in your life forever. And you might have that regret like I do, wishing that I could go back and, 
and, you know, rewrite some of these conversations. So, you know, it's always a good time to really get to know some people that are close in your life. What is something that your mother taught you that still resonates with you today? Oh, what a nice, nice question. You know, she taught me so many things. And I think one of them was really a love of research and learning. Um, you know, like, for example, I'll give you an example here, Jeremiah. I wanted a 10 speed bike really bad. Okay. When I was younger, um, I had, you know, one of those, um, banana seat bikes with the big handlebars and, you know, the fringe and all that. And that was a lot of fun, but there came a time I wanted to feel a little more grown up and have a 10 speed bike. Well, my mom wouldn't just give me a bike, you know, and I know we didn't really have the money too to just go out and buy a bike. It was something that we would have to kind of budget for and plan for. But what my mom did would say, okay, Marnie, if you want a bike, what I want you to do is research in Consumer Reports. And this is back in the dark ages, you know, where we had to go to the library and, and look up things by hand. We did not have computers or smartphones or anything like that. And so I would, you know, walk. Um, sometimes I think where I lived, it was around a mile to the library. And my mom said for every report that I, like if I read an article in Consumer Reports or something about a 10-speed bike, and if I would write a summary on what I read, she would give me $5 towards a bike. And I was so motivated because I wanted that bike. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I sort of dreaded like, oh my gosh, I've got to go to the library and look this up. But it really, at a very young age, taught me to research things and to get, you know, information before I made decisions. And it really made me appreciate when I finally did get that bike, I really felt in many ways I worked hard for it just with trying to to learn about 10 speed bikes and the different kinds and, and that type of thing. And, and I think that that kind of research stayed with me um, so much so that, you know, I've written other books and, and I have a five book series out there called True Deceit, False Love. And the first book is kind of a resource book for people to look up terms and phrases regarding some family trauma situations. But I believe that Knowledge is power. And when we, when we go through anything in life, if we, you know, research it and we get a little information on it, we can make better decisions or understand what we've been through a little bit more. And so that is something my mom instilled in me is that love of learning and, and researching. I love that. What is something that you would say that is motivational for the viewers listening to this today? What is something that you would say to any young person that's just looking for, uh, just trying, even if they're trying to go through the college classes, they're trying to be the best person they can be, depending on the circumstances, just trying to be hopefully better than what they were before. What would you say to them? Well, there's so much to say, but but one main message would be that, you know, no matter what, with, with academics, 
with relationships, with jobs, with family, um, with your health, with your living situation, no matter what, you're going to have challenges in your life. And all of us have had to face adversity. But I would say, take those as opportunities to grow and to learn from them. Don't sit on the pity pot feeling sorry for yourself. Don't get angry or point the finger at other people and blame them for your circumstance. Take ownership in your life and what you are, are going through. Be independent as much as you can. And, you know, realize that any kind of challenge is just an opportunity to be, to grow from. Like, look at it as a life lesson. You might have to take a few steps back before you can take steps forward. And that's okay. It's all part of the journey. Wow, that, that was beautiful. Um, that's pretty much all the questions we have for today. I personally appreciate you coming on to the podcast. I've learned so much and I hope our viewers listened and learned about who you are and, and what it means for the education as well as just life in general. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me on your Smart Way podcast. You know, if people want to find out about my books or about me or some of the events I'm doing, my website is called GodCameToMyGarageSale.com. And that's the title of my first book, which is a spiritual fiction that, you know, even before I even thought I wanted to be an author, um, I never in a million years dreamed I would win awards or have endorsements from very famous people that really valued what I was doing. So if they want to check me out, my website again is GodCameToMyGarageSale.com. And remember, you are a beautiful, loving, wonderful person, just who you are, no matter what your strengths are, no matter what your challenges, and handle adversity just with an open mind and, and a positive attitude and realize that they are all part of your journey and it's okay. Continue to strive to be independent and enjoy life. There's so much beauty around to enjoy the journey. That was beautiful. Well, <laughs> this is the worst part about the podcast. Sadly, um, this is Jeremiah. Once again, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. And you heard her. All the links will also be in the descriptions as well as podcasts uh, that as soon as this drops. This is Jeremiah, part of Small Way Podcast. To the next episode. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>